0: Okay, as always, a lovely, warm, spring-like welcome to Chelsea legend Kerry Dixon. How are you, mate?
1: I'm fine, thank you, Dave.
0: Excellent stuff. Uh, Obviously, we've got a bit of a packed show tonight, even though we've had no uh, Chelsea game recently, thanks to the international break. But we do have a couple uh, coming up on Saturday and Wednesday. But Before we get into that, um, much as I know you and I both don't really like all the rumour-mongering that goes along, uh, particularly, interestingly enough, during an international break, as I have noticed. Uh, but there has been quite a lot of speculation this week on the transfer front in terms of what might happen in the summer. Um, I mean, really distinctly around three players, Hazard, uh, Sanchez and, and Lukaku. But let, let's start with uh, Eden Hazard. There, there were rumours that I, I think personally put out by uh, Real Madrid's uh, kind of Pravda-like paper, massa that uh, they are very interested in him and are likely to put in a bid and that Chelsea would not be resistant to that. I mean, what, what do you make of that?
1: I think we've touched on it before, um, rumours. Um, invariably, they say there's no smoke without fire and yeah. it doesn't surprise me one bit that um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich or anyone else for that matter uh, is interested in he Hazard. He's uh, got the potential and on his day, he's a world-class player. Um, I said the same about Diego Costa when uh, the Chinese Super League were were looking at him. Um, You know, it happens to top players. You know, top people in their their profession and certainly footballers in their positions, like Courtois, you know, will constantly be um, linked with with moves. Um, What it does, it serves to unsettle the clubs. They don't do it for a reason. I mean, someone, somewhere has probably said, Yeah, I quite fancy Eden Hazard at Chelsea or I quite fancy Thibaut Courtois at Chelsea or Diego Costa. And why wouldn't they? Um top players. Um I'm sure Chelsea um, would be linked with other clubs. Um look at look at you've already mentioned Lukaku. Someone obviously said if Costa goes, Chelsea would be interested in Lukaku. Well why wouldn't they? You know, what he's doing at the moment, what he's done this season, and he has done for the past couple of seasons, I might add, you know teams will look at him. Um, And why wouldn't they? Uh, He's got a degree of improvement in him. Um, Just going back to Eden Hazard, um, yeah, he's one of our, what I consider, world-class players uh, on his day. Um, I've always thought he needed to be that little bit more consistent, you know, a bit like the the Messi's, the Ronaldo's, you know, and the Suarez for a season. Uh, Two seasons back, Eden Hazard was consistent, you know, Um, the season before, Everyone sort of remembers it, very uh, average sort of season. But he's been back to his best, certainly in the the early part of the season and and certain showings towards the end of this season. Um, But without doubt, on his day, he's a match winner for us and he's a must. So it doesn't surprise me at all. And the rumours will continually persist.
0: I mean, picking up on on Hazard first, I'd like to talk about Lukaku as well, actually. But picking up on Hazard first... I mean, the thing that that I, you know, that that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable with it really, Kerry, is the fact that, you know, we, we don't really need to sell. And the other thing is, why would we, you know, sell somebody who is such an asset like Hazard, who would be really, really hard to replace, no matter how much money you have? I think ultimately, it will boil, boil down to Eden Hazard himself. You know, if he wants to go, then really, these days, there's not a lot one can do, but at the moment, I think it's it's as you know, I, th- I think it's just speculation, and and, I, and I'm pretty hopeful that he'll stay. Uh, looking at Lukaku, I think you're right. I think people have kind of thought, well, you know, the the whole idea of Costa going to China hasn't disappeared totally. And of course, if he did go, uh, Lukaku seems to be stalling on his contract at Everton and and possibly looking for a way out. I, I I'm intrigued as to what you you make of him as a striker. I mean. Clearly, the lad scores a huge amount of goals. I mean, the only reservations I have is that, you know, which is a bit unfair in a sense, but I'll go with it anyway. His record against really big teams is not that good. And and I just wonder if he's benefited from being a, a big fish in a small pond as opposed to a small fish in a big pond, which is what he would be at Chelsea.
1: Well, who says that? Um we haven't ever given him the opportunity to be that big fish. Um he's never really had a run in our side since the time he signed for us. Um and you know, he's been out on loan on more than one occasion and you know, and he's proved his worth. Um I actually think that uh he's improving. He's a young lad. Um I don't quite know what age he is, twenty two, twenty three maybe. But, yeah, he's gotta be about it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, his, his record internationally is very good. You say that you know against big clubs, it don't come any bigger than internationals. And bearing in mind he's playing for Belgium, and no disrespect, people might say, "Well, hold on, they're ranked uh, in the top five, arguably wherever mm. in the world rankings." Um, but you know, they weren't one of the superpowers. It's just, they're not an Italy. They're not a Germany. They're not you know a Brazil or Spain. You know, they're, they're still Belgium, and his record, and he's been part of the the reason why Belgium are where they are and he's definitely the reason for me or one of the main reasons why Everton are where they are um you know his goals are, are absolutely invaluable um and I have to say he's got a degree of potential uh, still with him he isn't the finished article and who's to say he couldn't improve even further I definitely believe that uh he, he can score goals. And I do believe with the likes of Eden Hazard, if uh, Diego Costa were to leave, um, he he could well go on and score goals for Chelsea, if, if that's the question you're asking. Um, the problem and the big problem we have is the style of play and whether a striker, whether it be Lukaku or anyone else, is prepared to play second fiddle, you know, to Diego Costa. If he stays mm. and we get a Lukaku for whatever amount of money, and it's the same with any striker coming in, a top striker. They want certain reassurances, although no one will ever get a reassurance you'll be in the side, but they want to be able to say that they want a reasonable amount of, of game time, bearing in mind what's happened to that Um, you know, come for a reasonable amount of money, a, a decent amount of money, and just has it at the game time. So certain strikers would be worried about that situation and Lukaku definitely would be worried about it having experienced it himself previously.
0: Yeah, I think that's a a really interesting point. It kind of begs the question, you know, would he come along if he had to play second fiddle to Costa or would it be more... <clears throat> more likely that he came in as a replacement to Costa. I think the really interesting thing that I've heard you say there, Kerry, is that there's a sense that I get from you that you think, you know what, he is ready to play at a big club. He is at that level. And, of course, you know, he is young, so he will improve. But he's ready now to to lead the line for Chelsea. Is that is that pretty much what you're saying?
1: Yes, I do. Um, I think Lukaku would be a, a perfect replacement. He, he You know, um, I think he's a lot better on the floor than what people suggest. Okay, his, his touch on occasions isn't brilliant, but listen, there isn't no perfect player in a in a position, no. you know, um, there, there just isn't, you know, you've got your messes and then people say you can't hit the ball and you've got your Ronaldo, you can't do this, you can't do that. Everyone picks a fault with everyone, but at the end of the day, he puts his CV on the table and that's what I always say, if, as a striker, you're handing your CV and Lukaku, the first thing they look at is goals and, yeah. you know, uh, it, it comes up, Trumps every time. Uh, goals per games, goals ratio, goals. All right, you might say against top clubs, a goal's a goal for me. You know, um, sometimes we have problems beating the little clubs. Um, <laughs> a goal against a little club would, would do the trick every time. Um, he hasn't ever had the opportunity at Chelsea, so you know I think it's a little bit harsh on him to actually judge goals against big clubs. Uh, big game this weekend and, you know, ever in Liverpool, I certainly uh, wouldn't bet against Lukaku scoring. But then yeah, again, Liverpool, a Liverpool big club, I'm being a bit facetious there.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. It's normally me that comes out with lines like that, mate. Um, listen, oh, yeah, I mean, I'll be d- in the papers a- <laughs> No, you're all right. Blame it on me. Most people do. Um, you know, just a- another striker, obviously, that- that- that's been in the p- papers this week is, is Sanchez. And... I think talking of big clubs, he came out with something that I'm sure made a lot of Chelsea supporters chuckle, which is uh, he's not happy with Arsenal because he'd much rather play for a club that that that, that wins stuff uh, or looks like winning stuff. But he wants to stay in London, and of course, everybody immediately uh, assumed that he was talking about Chelsea. Um, he's a good, he's a good player, isn't he, Sanchez? I mean, but would, would 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 he be good for Chelsea? Would there be a fit there? Do you think?
1: Um, well, uh, he is a good player. Yeah. Um, he's got to move across London It's not always a happy move For anyone going across London Between Tottenham, Chelsea um, And Arsenal I think Yes We will certainly have him Where he would play Once again Same sort of situation um, He seems an Eden Hazard type player um, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure he's ready to lead the line I'm not sure he's a Diego Costa or a Lukaku sort of central player. Um, but maybe Antonio Conte would have different ideas on that. But undoubtedly, that's a good player. Um, and I think the rumour mill is probably gathering pace with what, with uh, the rumours over at Arsenal because of, obviously, all the disruption there with Ozil um, and his contract situation with, obviously, Arsene Wenger the main talking point. Um, yeah, I just think the rumor mill will just continue until certain things are sorted out over at Arsenal and that won't uh, happen till the end of the season. But yes, Sanchez is a good player, Ozil's a good player, Benk is a good manager. They've all got to sort out the situations and uh well, that's for Arsenal to sort out. Um would I take Sanchez? Yes, I'd take Sanchez and I'd leave it with Antonio Conte to sort out how how he works it all out.
0: Yeah, I mean it it's interesting isn't it because ultimately one hopes that uh, all of this rests with Antonio Conte and there's been a lot of talk about what might happen in the summer. I mean clearly people are you know people have stuff to write, I get that. Um but uh you know I had a chat with some other lads on another podcast this week and at the end of the day, you know, it, the question was do we need to strengthen will he strengthen the squad and I, my my answer to that was I remember as a kid you know, Liverpool and Man United, whenever they won the title, they would do exactly that. I mean, Liverpool would always go and uh, spend the the most money or break the transfer fee and get the best English player as it was in those days. So they would always strengthen from a position of strength. So I I really think that it would be a good idea to do that. But do you think he will? And do you you think he'll be given a free hand to do that?
1: He won't be given a free hand, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, But then Mm. what's a free hand in football? Um, There'll always be people um, and I think the club As a whole, everyone involved with transfer policy will will have a say and Antonio Conte will have a say. I don't believe free hands exist anymore. I think that people make recommendations, what deal can be done and then they let the people, the power brokers as such within and the agents uh, uh, try and get the deal done. Um, But people are asked, would they like that player? Would they like this player? And they make certain recommendations that they would like players themselves. So um, some deals are possible, some aren't. Uh, but it's nothing wrong with strengthening your your team. And if no disrespect to the players that are playing, I think they've all done great so far this season and hopefully they'll go on and do what they need to do. But yes, I'd add one or two to the squad, without doubt. Uh, but I'd also be looking to increase game time, perhaps towards the end of the season, for one or two of the youngsters um, and look to play them a little bit more. Uh, I, I do think that that's, a, certainly with Chelsea, something that can be encouraged. I think that... Uh, one or two have shown in League Cup games um, and FA Cup games this season, they wouldn't let you down if, if thrown in. And given more time and the option to play, I think uh, they could well develop further. So, you know, I'd look at that situation as well. Have a bit of faith in the youngsters, uh, but I'd also look to strengthen.
0: Yeah, I think that, that, yeah, and it's getting that balance right that's that's so crucial, I think. I mean, I'd I, be honest, mate, I've got quite a lot of faith in Conte to do that but ultimately at the end of the day one has to understand that you know he he lives or dies as Chelsea manager based on what he wins not just the results it's the trophy haul so I can understand the temptation to buy get the best players he possibly can to make sure that happens but he has he has given some game time to the likes of Ake and Chaloba and Loftus-Cheek. And I have to be honest, mate, every time that they've played, they've not looked out of place. I thought, you know, the last game against Stoke, uh, Loftus-Cheek arguably had his best cameo for us and looked a lot fitter and more aware than he has. So hopefully, you know, Conte's coaching is is helping him. So yeah, I would love to see that as well. I mean, do you think that might happen?
1: Um, I hope so. They're the three main ones that you looked at. Um, Aki coming back from Bournemouth, of course, um, after doing splendidly down there. You know, Loftus Cheek scoring for the international, the youngsters this week, a couple of goals there. Uh, And Chalabar, I I believe, has proved his worth on numerous occasions out on loan. And, you know, the only way these people are going to improve is is to get that little bit more game time. Um, Obviously, it's up to them um, ultimately to go in and prove himself. Um, But having the opportunity to do so rests with the manager. Um, But I do think that, you know, they're, they're three very, very good youngsters who could possibly, if given the opportunity, develop and be part of this squad.
0: Well, you know, one would hope, and I, from what I understand, there's quite a will. I think from the club to to see this happen, uh, and that goes
1: right to the well, top.
0: From what I understand,
1: you know, you know, sorry to interrupt, Dave, but you only have to look at Isn't the right? likes of uh, Moses. Moses this season, you know, yeah. given the opportunity, go in and do a job. People got one game, two games, three games. All of a sudden, William or or, or someone is out on the side and Moses has become a regular. You know, given the mm. opportunity, a youngster could do the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting year or two ahead, I think, for Chelsea. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chich J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV?
1: Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live—it's <laughs> all too much. <laughs> I
0: know, J.K. I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you.
1: Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Gidge?
0: Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Uh, look, moving moving on to more immediate matters at hand, uh, we've got uh, Palace coming up on Saturday, and one of those uh, very rare things, a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. Um it's going to be an interesting game this I mean I suppose the first question is you know who, who's going to be fit because I think Hazard and Costa and quarter uh, are all picked up slight niggles away on international duty but having said that uh, you know we did lose to Palace uh, last season at the bridge but that's the only time we've ever lost to them in the top flight so you know this is a game we should win isn't it
1: yep um, without doubt um, it's a home banker for many um But you're right, we still have to treat every game accordingly and players have to perform. Uh, If you go out there thinking it's a home banker, all of a sudden a referee decision, 1-0 down, one or two players feeling the effects of internationals. um, Yeah, you're up against it. Um, They get buoyed by that. These things can always happen in football. You've got to treat each game accordingly. Go out there, be the best. and If that be the case, which has been so far, um, Chelsea will win the game. Um, Always after internationals. There's one or two iffy results. Jose Mourinho is constantly on about it and he's on about it again at Manchester United. His players come back injured and poor and all the rest of it. You know, he's done it for Chelsea for years, moaning about the international fixtures, moaning about the travelling. But nevertheless, um, what he's actually saying is setting himself up for a fact that he's aware of internationals, players go away, they talk to other clubs, they get their head to, uh, to other players, they get their heads turned by possible other approaches, come back in a different frame of mind. And uh, it's up to the club bosses to recognise that, get it right and make sure their players are prepared for the weekend because uh, it is a distraction for club managers and, um, you know, certain players do come back in a different frame of mind. But nevertheless, there's an important task at hand for Chelsea and I'm sure all the players are up for it. Um, Don't approach the game uh, in the right manner. And, um, you know, there's a possible Premier League medal at stake. Um, But, I don't really believe that will happen. Everything about Antonio Conte and his preparation so far um, this season, every little doubt I might have had, he's come up trumps. Picking the right team, getting the right players for certain games. It's the art of management and and he's proven up to the task and I'm sure he will be again.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good point, mate. I mean, talking of management, uh, you know, Palace... uh... I thought they were quite tough when we played them up, up, you know, down there, I think just before Christmas. But of course, since then, I think Sam Allardyce, uh, I think he'd only just just started for them when we played them last. But anyway, he's bedded in and he looks like he steadied the ship. And in true Sam Allardyce style, they're now uh, leaking a lot less goals. Uh, And I think he will, you know, he'll, he'll set them up tactically very, very well. I think Allardyce teams at Chelsea have always been hard to break down. So, for me, actually, I think, like it has been so many times this season, the first goal and an early one for us will be crucial. And you're going to love this stat. Apparently, uh, in 22 games this season, we have scored first. And, in fact, we've got the highest – that's the highest uh, in number of games that uh, any club that scored first has gone to one. So – that that fills me with a slight, slight uh, slightly positive feeling, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be another tough match, a bit like the Stoke match was actually. Uh, do, do you predict well, it being quite a, a toughie?
1: I don't think it'll be the same as Stoke. Stoke away is a different, different proposition. Yeah, true true, enough, um, true uh, enough. Yeah, yeah. Palace at home, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think we're the better side. Um, I, I agree with you on Sam Allardyce. I think that yeah, he has steadied the ship, and they will be tough to tough to beat, but. You know, I've said it before, come on. A Chelsea side at home looking to win the Premier League, looking to play in Europe next year. Come on, Palace at home. Um, Steady the ship or otherwise, look at their position. Um, I'm looking at Chelsea by two goals here. And, Mm. you know, hopefully the first goal will be ours again because you're quite right. It always um, changes the perplexion of the game. Um, If you go behind to a team that digs in and, and defends, and I'm sure Palace will try that. Um, it makes it that all the more awkward, but I actually believe Chelsea are a better team than these, and, and everyone will be buzzing. Um, I spoke about the international players going away; um, most of most of Chelsea's squad do, but there's plenty of those that don't. And I remember in times gone by, um, the players that don't and have been, if you like, bored. They just trained for a period of time and and, and not been away. But they're richer to uh, get on with the game, and, and the fans and the supporters have. have Glad to be back, you know, getting getting on with what they do week in, week out. And uh, a lot of the players will be glad uh, international duty is, is finished as such and uh, looking forward to getting on with the rest of the season.
0: Mate, I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I, but I, I have to say, I've just got a sneaking feeling it's going to be a, a, a quite a tight affair. I mean, again, it's it's for me, it's all about whether Chelsea score first. But even if they do, I think it's going to be quite tight. So you're saying what, 2-0?
1: I'm saying 2-0, 3-0, 3-1, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to be a miserable old git and I'm going to say 1-0. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter for me. You know, it's all about the three points. And uh, that just takes us a step closer uh, to the title. And talking of which, um, we've got a a mighty big game uh, the Wednesday following on the 5th of April when we've got City at home. Um, In in many respects, mate. You know, I mean, they're what I think they're eleven, twelve points behind at the moment. But uh, if we win on Wednesday, uh, bearing in mind, of course, that they're playing Arsenal on Sunday away, but we could pretty much end their end their threat on Wednesday night if we win, couldn't we?
1: Or draw? Um, Yeah, Yeah. I I, I would think so. You know, you know, you you look at it. If they play Arsenal, whichever way, I I, I think Arsenal, uh, you know have given up on the title. City and Tottenham are our main um, um, rivals, if you like, that could possibly snatch it if we were to collapse. But yeah, a draw at home is the poor result. Um, But in the context of what it is, it would give Tottenham, if they were to win, you know, their obviously game in hand, um, it would give them a little bit of a belief that they can. But with Harry Kane out, um, you know, for the foreseeable future for them, I really think it's Chelsea's to lose, uh, you know, and a draw a good City, keeping them whatever distance they are, 12 points or 11 points. We've got to lose four games and they've got to win all four. Um, and after the City game, I'm not sure how many games are left, but it, it can't be many. And, and for us to lose four out of however many and for them to win all their games, it's a tall order. So, yeah. Uh, a draw would effectively do it. A win, I think, would definitely do it. As if many people are calling it the title decider. Um, I wouldn't rule really Tottenham out of it just yet.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but you know, it, it's just one of those things. Uh, uh, it's Chelsea's to lose at the moment. Um, a win against Palace, and I mean, I sound a bit grumpy if you like. You said a grumpy old son earlier on, but um,
0: well, I, I'm the grumpy old son, oh, not you.
1: <laughs> but but a draw. The draw against uh, against Manchester City, for me, would effectively rule them out and uh, it wouldn't necessarily be such a bad result.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be intriguing, isn't it? I mean, a a few more kind of weird stats for you. I mean, we've not lost back-to-back home games against City since 1983 and Pep Guardiola has not lost home and away to one single team in a single season as a manager ever. So that basically tells me it's going to well, be a draw. with them two stats...
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, with <laughs> them two stats, the draw looks
0: about right. It does, not it? Put your money, put your house on a draw. I mean, to be honest, mate, I mean, look, it, I, the way I see it, I think it could go one of two ways. It's either going to be a very open and uh, attacking kind of goal-fest type match, or they're going to cancel each other out. But what intrigues me is the thought of their defence against our attack, and then again, our defence against their attack. And frankly... You know their defence is poor, I reckon, uh, and our defence is very, very good. So that again could could lead to some sort of a cancelling out. If you see what I mean? I mean, I, I'm really, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a draw. I've got to be honest.
1: I was just going to say, with the, the start of your question there, the way you was heading up the stats and the two defences and so on, I thought you were going to say a five all draw.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It'll be it'll be entertaining if it is. <laughs> But I don't don't see that. But I think there is an element of that cancelling out. I mean, you know, our our defence is better than their defence. I think the attacks about about, you know, I I think they're on a par, to be honest. So in that case, you could say that we might just shade it. But it's it's a toughie to call. It really is, given all of that.
1: Well, we beat them up there. Uh, You know, we will be favourites slight. But, yeah, yeah. the way it is, it could, you've already said it. It could go either way. Um, Aguero, Silva, people like that on, the, on their day. Who knows? Yeah. Sane, uh, you know, Kevin De Bruyne. They've got match winners. Serling. Um, we've got match winners as well. Um, it, could, it could go either way. Um, but, listen, you, you've asked me about it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to say a draw in that game. You know, yeah. um, We won't speak until next week, until after the game. So, you know, I'm saying a home win comfortable against Palace by two. Uh, and I'll I'll take the draw, you know. But the the onus is on them to beat us. You know, if they want to still have a a slight glimmer of hope of winning the title, they have to win this game and peg us back. Uh, They call it a six-pointer, but it's still only three points, and they have to take them. If they don't, they they are effectively out of the title race.
0: Which I think leads absolutely into the last thing I was going to say on this, which is that, you know, unlike a lot of teams that come to the bridge these days, uh, City won't come to defend. They are going to come to attack, which means they are going to leave us room to exploit, and I think we do tend to do better against teams that will leave us a little bit more space to attack. So it's going to be an intriguing game. I mean, look, like you, I'm going to go for a draw. I reckon this is a two-two because there'll be goals. I'm sure of that. You know, because they're definitely capable yeah, of scoring be against bumps. us. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'll settle for a two-two. Yeah. You're going to go for a two-two or one-all
1: or what? Why not? No, why not 2 all. I, I think there'll be goals yeah. in the game.
0: Yeah, all right, fella. I agree with you on that. Well, there we go. We, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, well, let's hope we win. Obviously, but uh, I think you're right. I think even if we do draw against them, that pretty much puts them out of contention. Uh, so fingers crossed that that all happens. Now, before I go, I must say I've got a couple of fantastic mates who uh, both have uh, birthdays today, and they're the lovely John Proctor who I drink with uh, in the pub before games, and also Chelsea Pete, another one of my drinking buddies before games. He's he's also known as the Oxford drinking machine, Kerry. I think that tells you everything you need to know about Chelsea Pete. But they're both lovely lads, and it's their birthday today, so I'm going to wish them a massive happy birthday, and I'm sure you'll echo that.
1: Yes, I certainly will. Good luck to you both, and uh, have a great birthday, pair of you
0: brilliant stuff I'm sure we'll be raising a glass to you as well on Saturday and looking forward to the match Um, anyway you and I will be back uh, kind of same time next week and hopefully we'll be reporting back on a couple of great wins and uh, looking forward to the Bournemouth game
1: that's what I hope have a good weekend
0: you too mate I'll speak to you next week have a great week fella take care